My name is Captain Eric, and welcome to This Week in Nickelodeon History, where we are going over all of the Nickelodeon shows that either started or ended between the times of January 9th to January 15th. Uh, this is episode 42, which means we are 10 episodes away from the uh, finale, the one-year cap of the This Week in Nickelodeon History episodes. Now, one would simply continue on moving forward and just recycle all over again but i would just be essentially re-recording the same podcast uh, sometimes with maybe different elements but that's the thing i, I kind of want to shake it up every year and and do something new i don't want to change it up so much that it's just a completely different show it's obviously celebrating this week in nickelodeon history that's the point but um i i'm i'm been writing down different ideas as far as, you know, segment options and, and whatnot. But as, as listeners of that, of this show, I just want to hear from you. If you have any ideas, uh, as far as what you would like to see, um, me cover on the show. Do you want like more details? Do you want more top fives of like episode ideas? If, if you are, you know, if you actually take those ideas and watch some of these, are those useful for you? Should I do more of those? Should I cover more birthdays, like more, uh, more of like the actual Nickelodeon stars. I don't know. I, I I still have some time before we get there. Ten weeks is a long time, so I'm still kind of finalizing stuff, going through things. But I will make a post on all of the social medias coming up of uh, specifically about this week in Nickelodeon history. Keep an eye out for that. It, I literally, even if you have a one word answer towards it and it's helpful in any way i i appreciate it so keep an eye out for that um i had a tough time getting to want to record this episode this week because of the subject matter in which i was going to have to cover i wasn't expecting to have to cover another loss here so close after betty white and um especially so close to my heart uh in the same in the same realm as betty white but uh, we, we have to talk about the passing of uh, Bob Saget. Uh, Bob Saget, who passed away on January 9th, 2022, at the age of 65, um, may, may not be known as a Nickelodeon star, but he was the star of a show known as Full House that aired uh, at, on Nick at Night for unprecedented 18 years. Uh, there are those of you out there who, from the time you were born to the time that you you were 18 years old, that Full House may have been airing in your home as a part of Nick at Night. I, I can tell you that um, throughout the 90s, Full House was, was around here or there on ABC in my home, but certainly as a Nick at Night uh, lead-in was always on my television. Like I, I watched Full House a, a lot during the, uh, the mid-2000s there. Uh, if I was just simply, you know, doing things on the computer or painting or cleaning Full House, even if I wasn't directly sitting down and watching it, was a, an absolutely wonderful 
uh, background show to have or, you know, how many of you were maybe watching Nickelodeon, let it lapse over to Nick at night and Full House may be like that one show out of that whole lineup that you would watch those the, those old shows, which Nick at night is, is known for those those classic legacy shows that get to rerun on syndication and uh boy um bob was the the main character of of danny tanner on that show for those that have never watched full house the the show is a is a um multi uh, multi camera sitcom about a a man who loses his wife unexpectedly and and is left uh alone to take care of his three daughters in his home in San Francisco, San Francisco, and gets the help of his uh, brother-in-law uh, Jesse and his best friend Joey to move into his home to help take care of his three growing daughters, and that's that's where the show starts and then grows from there. and And the show was was a staple on their TGIF lineup on on ABC for for so so long and was such a beloved show. I'm just trying to get the full numbers here. Uh, Full House, just to give credit where credit is due, was created by Jeff Franklin and ran for eight seasons of 192 episodes. Even coming back for a spinoff on Netflix, I'm sure most of you would know more of uh, as Fuller House, which ran for five seasons of 75 episodes. Uh, Full House was a um, very... Very family-friendly, clean sitcom, but at its core had a very strong heart that really was felt in the character of Danny Tanner. Playing that character is not easy. You're not the cool one. You're you're not Uncle Jesse. You're not the funny one. You're not Uncle Joey. You're but you're the one that everybody has to go to 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 talk to and have that heart-to-heart moment. I mean, everybody you know can love their talks with. With Uncle Jesse, but it was it was Danny, Danny Tanner, who was the anchor of that show. I mean, he was the man that at the beginning of this show was met with so much loss, but but then by the end had such a family surrounding him. It was beautiful. And Bob Saget was was a man that wasn't initially uh, now. I think he was initially called for to play the character of Danny Tanner. Bob Saget was a, was uh, now outside of playing that role was known as a, a big stand-up comedian was well known within um, comedy groups and toured the world and, and toured this country and loved stand-up comedy. and was a fairly, um, fairly, you know, filthy stand-up comedian uh, for those of you who have, have looked at his stand-up. But um, I think he was initially wanted for, for for the role of Danny Tanner and couldn't, I don't know, there was some reason where he couldn't make the pilot. And they actually had another actor, John Posey, come in to play the role of Danny Tanner and filmed an entire pilot with John Posey as Danny Tanner and, and everyone else in their roles. But there was just something about his you know role as Danny Tanner that just didn't fit right and they they went back with Bob and said like please can you come do this and then he came and, and filmed the pilot and hey the rest is history if you've never seen that that initial uh pilot episode of Full House I I implore you to look it up with uh, with John Posey as a uh, Danny Tanner it's it's a it's like a weird it's like looking into a multiverse to see a, a different version of Full House uh but but Bob played the role absolutely to a T and and Danny Tanner is almost the exact opposite of the kind of character that Bob played on stage uh, during his stand-up acts 
Um, now, you may think, you know, he may have not really appeared in any other Nickelodeon show. And, and well, Full House doesn't count. That's, you know, Nickelodeon didn't create that. So, you know, why are we talking about him? Well, other than being a staple on the channel, Bob Saget does have a Nickelodeon credit under his belt because just last year he appeared on the Nickelodeon game show Unfiltered on the season two episode Dreamin' of an Awful Waffle that premiered on June 22nd. 2001 um, um i'm able to pull it together right now just out of the sake of recording when you're kind of when you're kind of here doing this but for a few days i was really tore up about losing losing bob saget i i wasn't just a fan of full house or a fan he, he was also very well known for for the hosting of america's funniest home videos uh, he had such throughout the 90s between those two shows full house and America's Funniest Home Videos, he, he was portrayed on television as such a clean, just a clean, family-friendly guy. But his just his humor could not be further from that. And and let me tell you, if you listen to any of the of the comics or any of his colleagues in in acting and film anybody who has spoken out about Bob in the last few days they all repeat the same things of how nice of how sweet of a man he was and and how legitimately funny he was and if you watch any interview with Bob Saget I mean even the what Nickelodeon posted on their YouTube channel the other day or on their social media of Bob Saget at the Kids Choice Awards this man even with a crowd of children is a machine gun of comedy. If you just watch him and every, he's just trying to make you laugh with almost every sentence, trying to appeal to a different group and just trying to see what works. He was filled to the brim with, with funny observations and just at any point in time, let those go and, and think about that, trying to be that kind of comic and then having to play that, that role on television and, and being just known worldwide as Danny Tanner and have to and, and not that it's the worst thing in the world to be worldwide known as a squeaky clean guy but you know um that's it's not an easy role to play is essentially what I, what I'm saying it's it's not but he he played it to a T and and um there's not many other actors I can think of that I I I would want in that role um if you are if you are of age um given the fact that he is uh, not with us anymore. I, I would I would say, hey, look up some of his stand up comedy. Um, look up. Uh, he has a ton of great work out there in terms of comedy. He also has a lot of I mean, his role, his time on, on America's Funniest Home Videos is great. I don't really know if, if there's a way to watch those reruns, but th America's Funniest Home Videos was like Twitter or Instagram or like the best of TikTok for television when there was no internet in the nineties. Like people had to send in their videotapes of just funny stuff and you'd have to, they'd have to filter all the, the really bad stuff out. So you knew it couldn't really be tr the, the funniest stuff. There had to be some tapes that were just so funny, but couldn't air on television at the time. But, um, I mean, you know, we have shows like ridiculousness and, and Tosh.0, which, which take the internet and all right, if you're still watching television, here's the stuff you're missing out on. But during the 90s, we didn't. There was no internet that had this kind of content on the regular. So, Bob Saget, for as much as we can look back and we can, you know, 
he was the he was the uh almost the curator of funny videos throughout the 90s there wasn't any other other way to like see these things there wasn't a youtube that you could just go on to and watch people fall downstairs or or stuff that happens unexpectedly and people could just air it up like these things would have to unexpectedly happen as you were filming some family event or something going on in your home and it, it would be so funny that you'd then have to pull out the tape either make a co- i think they would tell you to make a copy of your tape not send in the original but then you'd have to like physically mail in a tape to America's Funniest Home Videos. I, they must have been getting so many tapes per day. And uh, and yeah, imagine the, the stuff being sent that wasn't even meant to be like America's Funniest Home Videos. Just this, the weird stuff people would send. But um, absolutely, uh, I, I love Bob Saget. I bought his book, Dirty Daddy, when it came out. And he had such a unique perspective on the world. And if you have a unique perspective that uh, that I feel like reading more into, I'd buy your book too. And uh, he he was somebody that that I wish I could have met in person at some point in my life, but uh, unfortunately I I can't. But his uh, his work will live on. Re- Full House will will live on as a staple of '90s television. Um, the, the work he did on America's Funniest Home Videos should, should really be remembered a little bit more. And, uh, you know, if you can look up his, his up comedy, um, and, uh, my, my condolences just go out to his, his friends and family out there, anyone out there affected by this and rest in peace to Bob Saget. I actually wanted to mention a, uh, this week in Nickelodeon history mistake that I made from last week's episode, I forgot to mention that 34 years ago, or uh, was it two weeks episode? Two weeks. Somebody mentioned it. Uh, no, yeah, it was last week's. Uh, 34 years ago on January 4th, 1988 was the launch of Nick Jr. as a, as a morning uh, programming block on Nickelodeon. So uh, congratulations to Nick Jr. there. Uh, but we are starting with a show that premiered or, yeah, premiered four years ago on January 15th, 2018, The Adventures of Kid Danger. Now, Nickelodeon didn't wait for their uh, massive blockbuster show, Henry Danger, to end before making an animated version of it. They decided to double dip and run an animated version of a show that they had a live action version going on the exact same time. I, I maybe it was around the time that Henry Danger was was in its final season or coming to an end, so their hope was hopefully the the show would catch wind and then they can continue the show, but uh, unfortunately it only ran for one season of 12 episodes. 17 years ago on January 9th, 2005, we had the premiere of Zoe 101 on Nickelodeon, a live-action series that Jamie Lynn Spears, the younger sister of Britney Spears, could lead. Um, It was a a vehicle for her after her stint on all that. The show ran for four seasons of 61 episodes. 18 years ago, on January 11th, 2004, we saw the premiere of Drake and Josh, a show starring both Drake Bell and Josh Peck, a comedy duo who first saw prominence all the way on The Amanda Show and, and instantly had chemistry on screen, so much so that they would be given their own show that they led for four seasons of 56 episodes 
uh, two television movies, I, unless you really, I mean, really big shrimp, I guess, counts as a television movie. So three, three television movies that they got out of Drake and Josh and would be the also like starring role of Miranda Cosgrove that would help lead her to her breakthrough role of Carly as uh, with iCarly. That would be the show following Drake and Josh. Nickelodeon always did well with their live action sitcoms and Drake and Josh was was no different. Um, you would think like, you know, following something like Keenan Kel that Nickelodeon is just treading water at this point. But no, the, these shows, even though they're all created by the, the same guy and, you know, even our last three shows here all baked out of the Schneider's Bakery, um, you would think they're got to be running out of ideas at this point. But it, it's really the chemistry of the actors that project these projects from simply just being words on paper to then being watchable and being remembered. And that's why people still talk about Keenan and Kel and Drake and Josh and, and Zoe 101. And they're all different in their various ways. They're all similar in various ways, but they all, it's all about the actors and the chemistry they have with their ensemble casts. Um, you know, of course, yes, some has to go to the, uh, the different format. Zoe 101 was not a, uh, a sitcom in like a multi-cam sitcom. It was more like a single camera kind of setup. But either way, um, I, I don't really want to talk about the man himself at the uh, at the head of all of this. I that'll come at, at another time uh, at some point. But um, I, I do want to give credit. I, I always usually give out the, the name of the creator of the shows and kind of leave it at that. But I, I just want to say something here that uh, sincerely, anytime I talk about any of these shows that have been worked on, these movies, if you are a crew member that even slightly worked on that show or that movie but helped in some way to get it made, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for your work and your contribution and your love of the craft. Um, so if you worked on the adventures of kid danger, if you worked on Zoe one Oh one and you worked on Drake and Josh and I, and your name isn't as front and center and as prominent and you I, like, please just know appreciation is all over here. I, I, I just want like the, the credits are not enough of these shows. And, and I, and like, that's one thing I've, I've said before my, uh, my dislike, and over the years, the shrinking and shrinking and shrinking of the credits of these shows, because I, I miss when shows would have just just let the credits kind of let you dewind from what you just watch. And sometimes they would just have a nice little beat that would, you know, be a nice send off into the next show. And, and then it just be, it would become a commercial fest. And um, the people who work on these shows just don't get enough, do not get enough credit. So if you're out there. You worked on on any property that I've mentioned. Uh, please know, like I I want to give you as much credit as as the creators do, especially in this case because I think a lot of work goes on these shows, uh, especially even the last three, and uh, it would all were created by one person. Now get you know get out of here with that stuff. But anyway, moving on to a show that was not created by that bakery. A show that uh, premiered 20 years ago on January 14th, 2001, 
Taina, created by Maria Perez Brown. The show ran for two seasons of 26 episodes. And last but not least on uh, on today's episode, uh, but 24 years ago, on January 15th, 1998, we had the final episode of The Secret World of Alex Mack, created by Thomas W. Lynch and Ken Lippman. The show ran for four seasons of 78 episodes and is an, an absolutely wonderful sci-fi show from what I remember uh, from the 90s. If, if you are into uh, any sort of uh, sci-fi elements, uh, this is certainly a show I would say is worth checking out. Um, I have not watched an episode in a while. It's a show that's just, it's it's in a list of shows I'd love to just binge through. Um, but one thing I found really uh, like a little trivia piece about this show is that um, in in Britain, during its British release, the show received a uh, 15 rating from the British Board of Film Classification, which apparently in, in Britain, like a 15 is is pretty like uh, like you have to be at least 15, I think, to just get this. Like it was pretty shocking to everybody over there. Like, wow, this this show from the, like this kid show from the 90s has a has a high rating. Um, and some thought that it had to maybe had to do with the fact that in the in the pilot episode, um, uh, Alex, uh, during a, a moment, during a scene is shown behind like a clothesline without clothes uh, quickly, you know, as she's like morphing into, you know, from like into her human form. She is uh, is like implied that she's nude, but it's in fact that in the same episode, the reason that it got the rating, like the official reason is because in that episode, she is shown climbing into a clothes dryer, which, of course, is an absolutely uh, dangerous thing to do. And as we've seen is has been uh, a lot of uh, media in, that includes anything with like entry or exit out of a clothes dryer have been edited or have, you know, there have been a lot of, of things about this recently. The one thing that come to mind has been Lilo and Stitch was edited on Disney Plus because of Lilo uh, climbing out of a, of a dryer in the original release. And then it's edited to make it look like she's like coming out of just like a cupboard. So it's not it's not giving the idea to kids to get into clothes dryers. Um, and, and I guess, you know, in, in over there in Britain, they were like, look, this is an older show it's it's aimed for nostalgia purposes anyway so adults are going to be buying it anyway it's not really aimed for kids so who cares that it's got a 15 but i i thought that was a pretty like fun piece of, of trivia in an easy way for um captain eric to finally tell you don't climb into a dryer don't do it it's not worth it it looks like a fun time but let me tell you that ride is not worth getting on and with that Mending this week in Nickelodeon history. As always, my name is Captain Eric. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of my week. Uh, I really appreciate you guys. Thank you for being a part of the Ready Crew. Uh, once again, please keep a lookout. Uh, obviously, if you're listening to this beyond its its release date, you can go back and look for that post. But it's not gonna it's not gonna help too much. But keep an eye out for a post in the oncoming weeks uh just looking for inquiries on on this week in Nickelodeon history concepts things you guys want to see or if you want to see me cover specific uh topics or do reviews things like that that just might make this experience a little bit better I want to switch it up uh we'll take once episode 52 
uh, airs, there will be like a few weeks in between before we kind of restart uh, just so I can kind of get things put together. But anyway, as always, my name is Captain Eric. We're signing off. Stay safe, everybody. We'll see you here next week. On the Lord of Hibbert, Nick. On the Lord of Hibbert, Nick, Nick. On the Ricky Tiggy Low, while living number one, Nickelodeon.